Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, the 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Montana State homecoming. The Grizz on a bye. We go around the big sky. And... 12 for the 12s as we get you ready for Seahawk football on Sunday. It is two telling the one is on 1029 ESPN radio and across the state on SWX Montana television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you here on a Friday afternoon, a beautiful Friday. I might add in Western Montana, the sun shone through everywhere, even though it's still 30 degrees out. Still very nice. Love it when it's like this. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at Kurtz. Polaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web as well. 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen live on the Listen Live tab. It's called a stream and it's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. 
You want to call? You can do that too. 329-1899-329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We are at the halfway point of the college football season. So we thought it would be worthwhile to just do a quick rip around the Big Sky Conference and give you sort of a, a window into each team. We're going to go rapid fire on this, but go through and talk about each team and where they're at and what we expect out of them throughout the rest of this season uh, in the Big Sky Conference. We have today Whitney Morrison from Big Sky High School. She's our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. She's going to join us. We're looking forward to that. Also, it's Friday. Carolyn, our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, she's here. Love doing this segment with her as well. Top of the hour, Mike Dugar, 12 for the 12s. Mike Dugar covering uh, the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic. We are happy to have him on each and every Friday. Get you set up for Seahawks football, the Seahawks at Cleveland on Sunday. We will have that full broadcast, of course, for you as we do every Seahawk broadcast uh, on Sunday morning and then into the afternoon as the uh, Hawks and the Browns play in Northeast Ohio. We will also do some picks against the spread, give away a Katie O'Keefe's uh, gift card, a bar tab to Katie O'Keefe's. How great is that? So plenty going on here on a Friday afternoon. Hope you are having a great day. Thanks for being with us. The show Outlook. Brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Your gutters are dirty. Get them clean. The most fun, the most insured company to do it. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Coulter, good afternoon. Are you going to Bozeman tonight? I am. Okay. So you and I are going to be traversing I-90 together. Not together, but, you know, in the same proximity to one another, huh? Indeed, indeed. Okay, I'm on my way over too. Looking forward to it. Going to be a great game tomorrow as the uh, uh, Bobcats host Sacramento State. This is this is. I thought the Montana UC Davis game was probably the game I was most intrigued by initially, but given the way obviously that game went and the dominance of the University of Montana and now the uprising of Sacramento State, this game is carrying great cachet for me. I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm I'm intrigued by this. I, a lot of games in the Big Sky Conference, and if you listen to us on the FCS Speculators, we have a, a pretty good feel, I think, for what at least we expect is going to happen. Not necessarily always right, of course, but but you know you can have a good feel for it. I have a good feel for what M- Montana State's bringing to this game. I have I have. A, a difficult feel for what Sacramento State is bringing to it and how well they'll match up. You know, Montana State is a known commodity. We know how good that team is. We we think that Sacramento State's pretty good, but we don't know how good, and this will be their first real test of how good at the FCS level, so I'm excited about this game, but I don't have a great feel for it. The, Sac State is among... I, I think that Montana State and Weaver State are 1A and 1B in terms of defensive lines, not only in the Big Sky Conference, but in, in FCS football, honestly. I think there's, those are two of the five best D-lines in the country, Montana State and Weber yeah, State. Yeah. Sac State is the third best D-line in the conference, mm. and they're different than the first two. I, actually, Sac State's defined by speed. Weber State is certainly defined by power, certainly. They're, they're physically more mature and stronger than almost anybody in the league. Montana State... Their speed and power, right? Because Bryce Dirk's big, strong, and fast. Armandre Williams, big, strong, and fast. Uh, but M- Montana State, actually, the dynamic that's changed their the complexion and, and identity of their D-line is not size. It's undersize, and that's Derek Marks playing on the inside. I think Derek Marks is having the most underrated season. Yeah, Here we, we are. Uh, oh. Look, 
We, it, it, it just everything's all, falling it apart. All Cindy Lauper's having fun. We're, yeah, we're yeah. Dying we're really here. we're running through here on the wrong sound on the headphones, and that does throw you off a good bit. But you think he's but, having but one what of I'm the most is, underrated is, seasons of the year? Yeah, I think that Derek Marcus is having a really underrated senior year. But also, I think that uh, I mean, Sac State, George Obina was the best defensive end in the conference two right, years ago. Right. He blew his shoulder the week before the Montana game, and then he ended up missing all last year, and he got a medical red shirt. But this Sac State defense, they have a couple different factors. And, and the, the offense has gotten all the headlines because Troy Taylor, the new head coach, is an offensive guy. Kevin Thompson, who's going to be a seventh-year senior next year by the time this thing's all said and done, pretty crazy amount of experience. He yeah, will have accumulated. they're called doctors, Kevin. That's right. That's like he said. That's the running joke. Dr. Thompson mm-hmm. on campus. He's already got his undergrad. He's already working on his master's degree. Uh, but, you know, Elijah Dotson, one of the most electric running backs in the league. Those guys grab all the headlines. Yeah. But it's the Sac State defense, you know, a lot of times when a coach gets fired, like Jody Sears was, you can scapegoat him for a lot of things. And a lot of times, though, then that coach doesn't get a lot of credit for a lot of the things that they did implement. And Jody Sears is a great defensive mind. I actually feel bad for Jody Sears because I think Jody Sears is a really good coach and he's a really good guy. He just inherited two different head coaching situations where he wasn't even trying to be the head coach. He was the defensive coordinator and then had the guy in front of him, whether it was John L. Smith at Weber State when he jumped ship to go to Arkansas or Marshall Spurbeck at Sac State where he got fired, now all of a sudden Sears is an interim coach, and in both cases he coached his way into getting a contract, which good for him, and then in both cases he got unceremoniously fired because he was in a weird situation. Yeah. And he, but he's a great defensive coordinator, great defensive mind. They, when he first took over Sac State, tore the whole thing down and started rebuilding it. And now all those guys that he's played as freshmen, now they're all seniors. So they're going to be the fastest defense Montana State's seen, but the D-line is incredibly active. I mean, Choate... Jeff Choate geeks out on line play because he's an old D-line coach, but he couldn't say enough about this defensive yeah. line. He's yeah. like, I love these guys. I love yeah. the way that they play because they play hard. I mean, they're they're undersized too, but this is – George Obina is one of the great examples of what I'm always talking about where you can't always judge somebody's size by their specs. George Obina is listed at six foot three, 240 pounds. If you've ever seen a picture of George Obina, he has the biggest biceps in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, he – he is more jacked than Bryce Dirk. I mean, he is an insane physical specimen. My brother has a picture of him getting a sack a couple years ago where he's flexing. I mean, goodness gracious. He's he's a tremendous specimen. Right. So that's the part that I think is maybe underrated storyline coming this game. Everybody wants to know, you know how's Montana State's defense matchup against this explosive Sac State offense and vice versa, who can slow down the Bobcat run game. But the Sac State defense is going to fly to the ball. They play hard. And so it's going to be a fascinating matchup in Bozeman tomorrow. Real, a real prove-it game, I think, for both teams. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Okay, it's time to go around the Big Sky Conference. Before we do that, though, every Friday, right about this time, we like to take a break and make sure that we have enough fuel for the fire. You and I make it a drive tonight, Coulter. It's the weekend. Maybe you're going to go down to the, uh, if you're in the Missoula area, maybe you go to the Crosstown High School game tonight, Hellgate, Sentinel. Maybe you go down to... Uh, the, the GIR, the Glacier Ice Rink, the Missoula Bruins playing hockey tonight, tomorrow night. In either case, you can stay up late. You can sleep in. It's the weekend. Get yourself a Florence coffee. Go to a, you're next to a Florence coffee kiosk right now. The sunshine. I got myself an iced latte, iced Americano over here for Coulter. Let's take a quick sip. Mm. It's the only way to do it. An additional shot for every increase in size. I mean, it should just be the standard. Florence Coffee, they do it the right way. This is our Florence Coffee Company coffee break every Friday around here. Appreciate them for that. Gus went bold four shots today. The gal who pulled up behind us, though, I heard her. She was going five shots. Yeah, well, 
That's over the edge. I don't know. I, I, I can't do much more than three. So do three. Yeah, no, I do. I I'll do, do four. And, uh, you know, I got to drive. You got to drive. I got to drive. You know, you got to be alert. Got to be ready to go. Make sure you're good and safe on the road. That's right. You drink Florence coffee for the safety, you know, <laughs> more than anything else. The Indeed. safety of it. Indeed. The Florence coffee company. Coulter, let's go around the Big Sky Conference here. Quick hitters. Give me 60 seconds on each of these teams, not Montana or Montana State, and tell me where you think this team is at at the halfway mark now in the uh, in the football season uh, as we're six of 12 games down. Eastern Washington. In a state of disarray right now, they have lost two, three out of their last four. They're sitting at two and four overall. They're out of the top 25 for the first time in more than three years. The run game last year being revamped under Aaron Best was a pleasant surprise, and Eastern Washington can actually still run the ball pretty darn good with Antoine Custer Jr. leading the way. But Eric Berrier has not been nearly as efficient as he was a year ago. He's only completing 58% of his passes, which is about 8% down from where it was a year ago. And, and you know, more than just the, the talent or, you know, the fact they graduate 28 seniors or anything like that, to me this is about two things. First of all, they have a couple primary defenders, including Chris Ojo, who's their best defensive player, hurt. But the second part is that they're, they're just really trying to find their identity. They looked completely out of sorts last week. Um, in that loss and to, to Sacramento State. Yeah. And they, they just look like, for lack of a better word, they look dysfunctional, right? I mean, they lost to Sacramento State. Maybe that's not a bad loss, but they, they it wasn't close. They lose to Idaho. That's a, a horrendous loss. They did beat North Dakota. That's actually maybe a pretty decent win, although it was at home and everything. Home and also in terrible elements. Awful. And North Dakota turned the ball over six times. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a good way to lose a football game. Anyway, a good get-right game for Eastern Washington. They host Northern Colorado uh, this uh, this Saturday, 2 o'clock. Portland State. Still a little bit of a mystery, yeah. which is weird because we do have six games of sample size. But I think Portland State came into the year, we talk about great defensive fronts. I thought they were going to be the third-best defensive front in the league, ahead of Sac State even. You know, they have a couple of the best interior guys in the league in Kitten Bartlett and uh, Samise Kofe. A lot of mass in there. That flex defense, if you get ahead of people, is going to give people problems no matter what. Mm-hmm. Davis Alexander was a guy who was an upstart guy with potential. Well, now he's a junior, so he's got to be top top of the – he needs to be in the upper tier, upper yeah. echelon of the yeah. league. And right now he's sort of stuck in the middle. So what, what kind of production can they get out of him – uh, it's a huge game this week for Portland State as they welcome North Dakota into town. Uh, no, Idaho. Idaho, excuse me, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Idaho into town. Um, what Vandals team are we going to see? I'm not sure, but Portland State, I think, still could be a team that has an influence in the Big Sky Conference. I think they could win three, four, maybe in five league games, but that starts with having to take care of business on Saturday. I don't think Portland State's a mystery. You know what I think they are? A 500 team. They're, they're, they're pretty good. They're right? they're a they're a decent. They're they're an average to slightly above average team that you know is probably a four win conference team, and yeah. but but is a team that can jump up and get you. Here's the thing: I don't think Portland State is going to make much noise for Portland State's sake. I don't think Portland State is uh, has a significant chance at all of making the postseason. But they do have the possibility of taking you out of the postseason if you're on the edge because they can beat anybody. That's right. Uh, if they, if they, you know, are on the right day. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. 
Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. UC Davis. Spiraling. Yeah. They got to figure out how to bounce back. I mean, they still got the skill guys, but I think the loss of Keelan Doss cannot be understated. And what do we always say? When we're analyzing the NFL or the FBS or the big sky, whatever we're analyzing, so often when people haven't found the answer to you yet, you can keep rolling. And it took the league the better part of two and a half seasons to figure out what is it that we can do to Jake Mayer to get him off schedule. Well, North Dakota State showed it, Montana exploited it, and now North Dakota did it to him again last week, and that's just send the house, get in his face, don't let him get outside. You know, I mean, he's not a runner. He's not a tall guy, so you just got to make sure he doesn't have windows to throw into. And when he does that, he goes from being the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year like he was a year ago to an above-average but not elite guy, and I think that that's one thing they're going to have to remedy. UC Davis hosting Cal Poly, 5 o'clock evening kickoff uh, in the uh, California rivalry game. Sacramento State. We've been talking about Sacramento State in the context of the of the game tomorrow against Montana State, and we have we have lauded Sac State for being better than what we thought. But what are they just in their own right right now? Well, they they could be in the driver's seat because October is Judgment Day for Sacramento State because they go Eastern Washington, who they already beat. They're at Montana State this week. They host Montana next week. They're at Cal Poly the following week. If they go two and two. They're still in the mix. If they go three and one, they're out in front. If they sweep that, they are straight in the driver's they're seat. They're the best team in the conference. They're the best team in the conference. And yep. then they still have to play Weber State and Northern Arizona still in November as well, as well as their rivalry game, the Causeway Classic, to end the year against UC Davis. So a lot to be determined for Sac State still. But I think that this weekend is going to go a long ways because last week the on paper the win looks good over Eastern, but Eastern – Eastern's in its own way as much as any other team in the league. And so for Sac State, if they beat this Montana State team, you can't say Montana State's dysfunctional. They're the opposite of dysfunctional. They have issues, but uh, they are personnel-wise. They're not chemistry-wise. This team believes they can win. And if Sac State goes in on homecoming and wins that game, it's going to be a a win that sends uh, ramifications around the rest of the Big State Conference. 2 o'clock kickoff from Bobcat Stadium tomorrow, SWX Montana Television around the state if you're looking for that game on television. Cal Poly. I think that it's easy to be prisoner of the moment and wonder when you know when all-time guys leave programs, how do you replace them? Joe Protho's all-time guy. I, mean, I think it finished fifth in Big Sky history in, in rushing yards. 
his durability was insane. I mean, the amount of carries they gave him almost 875 carries in his in his four full seasons at fullback for them. And the same thing at quarterback. You know, you wonder when are you going to find the next Chris Brown? I don't know if Jalen Hamler is, but the thing about that offense is. You don't have to mince any words with the guys you're recruiting. You can just be like, hey, you want to come get 300 carries a year, play fullback? You can plug and play. Well, Dewey Tran Sampson is a faster, maybe not as physical, but I mean, he's leading the league in rushing right now. He is great at fullback. Jalen Hamler can throw the ball a little better than any quarterback that they've had in recent years, and he's also a great athlete. So they have pieces. And J.J. Koski is the best receiver they've had since Ramsey's bar. A long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, Cal Poly is the easiest team to decipher in the league because if they don't give up big plays on defense and they take care of the football on offense, they will be in every game that they play, period. If they turn the ball over on offense, then you're going to get boat race. You're going to lose by four scores. And so they've done a better job of taking care of the ball, and I think that they will be dangerous this season in depending on the matchup. My issue with Cal Poly is just this one. Tim Walsh, you know, explained us with with the requirements that they have from an educational standpoint for entry. You know, he said his great line, there's most of the recruits at the other schools we can't even shake hands with, you know, and and that's fine. And that's the reason they run the triple option. Same thing for Air Force. Air Force, if you want to go to the Air Force Academy, I think you have to be under 260 pounds. Well, it's hard to put together a great offensive line that's all under 260. So what you do is you create a system that mitigates that to the, the greatest extent that you possibly can. The issue with that, and it is, I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do it, I'm certain it's the right way to do it at a place like Cal Poly, but you're never building a program to win. You're building a program to try and close the gap as much as you can and then surprise some people and do it with a system that's you know that's tough to play against and is atypical and all that. But Cal Poly is just never going to be one of the better teams in the Big Sky Conference. Again, they're... they're a team that the best they're going to do, I think, is upset a team and get a big win. I just don't think this is a team that is ever going to have the talent in total to compete for Big Sky Conference championships, certainly not year in and year out. So I, I But they have, though. I mean, they won a Big Sky Conference championship. Right. They've made I mean, the playoffs three times in seven years since joining the league. To me... The offense is going to be what the offense is. So you just got to have – you have to have a, a guy – your quarterback has to have the absolute urgency to take care of the ball at all costs. When they've yeah. had guys that have taken care of the ball, they've been in the mix for the playoffs. That's on the other side where I think their recruiting's dipped a little bit. It's easy to forget, but when Cal Poly first entered the league, their linebackers, Johnny Millard, Nick DeZubnar, Cameron Anko – those guys all went to the NFL. They had three. I mean, they had Grizz caliber linebackers. I mean, that at that time when that when the, that team joined the league, the Grizz had Jordy Tripp, Brock Coyle, and John Canangata. So those, I think, there was seven linebackers that went to the league from that group of teams, and six of them played for either Cal Poly or Montana. That's where Cal Poly's lost it. They haven't had pro level guys on defense. If they can get back to that. They can be contenders. But I agree. I don't know if they have that talent right now. Southern Utah, worst team in the league right now by record, one and five, zero oh and two in the Big Sky. Yeah, Southern Utah and Northern Colorado are the two worst teams in the league. But it's pretty stunning to watch how far Southern Utah has fallen and how fast. I mean, Southern Utah... It was one year. I mean, Southern Utah was lights out in 2015. They had six NFL guys. Ed Lamb abruptly jumped ship for not a head coaching job, but for a assistant assistant job at BYU. Basically a quality control personnel type job. And everybody was like, huh, that's weird. And I think because he knew that the, the talent pool was going to be slightly running dry. But then they had a couple... 
groups of guys left, and two years later, Demario Warren leads them to a Big Sky Championship, and then it just fell off a cliff. They have two wins since then. Yeah. And they've been horrendous on defense. They've been irrelevant on offense. And after last week's loss, they've lost 15 out of their last 17 games. It's a stark fall from grace for a team that made the playoffs three out of the first five years they were in the Big Sky. Number four team in the nation, three and two overall, two losses to FBS teams, one and own the Big Sky, Weber State. I think Weber State's defensive front is as advertised. You saw it last week. Their their best defensive player, Adam Rodriguez, was I, I don't know what the actual specific injury or the situation was, but he was limited and th- he did not play in the second half. But they went with George Tarlis, who made his first career start. He's the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week. That's the kind of depth they have in their program. They're the type of team that, like, Jay Hill told us this is the Big Sky kickoff. He said, I want to go out and have multiple guys on my team that are the best players at their positions in the conference and in the country sometimes. A lot of times, he he's referencing his specialists. They have the best kicker in the conference, maybe the best kicker in the country in Trey Tuttle. They have one of the best punters in the country. They have the best kick and punt returner in the country in Rashid Shahid. And they have a guy who was first team all league at running back as a freshman in Josh Davis. But if you lose any of those guys, which last week Josh Davis only got 12 carries, so I'm not sure if he's banged up too. When you lose those guys, the drop off so huge, then how do you maintain? Jake Constantine's back in the lineup, which helps them huge at quarterback. He's a, He's right around average, maybe slightly above average. And if they have a slightly above average guy, they're a Final Four contender for sure. And all that is to say that they have the best coach in the league. And so they're going to be in every game. They have won 22 of their last 25 Big Sky games, even though they've been completely anemic on offense that whole time. So the formula works, and Jay Hill knows how to execute the formula. So I think Weber State is exactly what they should be. They're the number four team in the country, and they are that until proven otherwise. Weber State lost 6-0 to San Diego State, only allowed six points, obviously didn't score. They then lost by six points, 19-13 to Nevada. That was in week three. In between those, they beat Cal Poly by 17 points. They beat UNI. Northern Iowa, by the way, now, now a top 10 team, even with the loss two weeks ago. It was a great win, 29-17 over uh, Northern Iowa, and to your point, that was far more dominant than the score would indicate by Weber State. The one outlier was still a win last week, 41-35 over Idaho. They play Southern Utah, expecting Weber State to roll uh, tomorrow against the Thunderbirds. Speaking of Idaho, they're the next team on the list, the Idaho uh, Vandals uh, in this uh, season right now. 2-4 and four on the year and 0-2 in Big Sky Conference play. The win that they had over Eastern Washington should be be noted because it was a a big win for Idaho. Non-conference game, though. So it was still a non-conference game, even though it was a conference opponent uh, in their 35-27 defeat of the Eagles. The only other win over Central Washington, Division II Central Washington, 41-37. It's the weirdest team in the league, right? I mean, they, they took Wyoming down to the wire, and then they go out and beat Eastern the next week. And they lose to Northern Colorado. And they blew a huge lead in that game. And then they come back, and they're getting whipped by Weber. And then they make a valiant comeback, and they only lose by six. So it's just such a precarious situation at Idaho. The same storyline that was the highlight of last year remains the same. If it goes off the rails, how do you keep anybody on the team engaged? Because... Half these dudes did not come to play in the Big Sky. They they were not really interested in playing in the Big Sky. I mean, Cade Nellis, their best player last year, he told me that. He said, hey, I came to play in the FBS, and, you know, I'm playing my senior in the Big Sky. We're going to make the most of it. You know, we, we want to win, but 
This ain't the experience I was looking for. Yeah. So uh, that is such an o- overwhelming elephant in the room at all times. And you just have to think if they continue to lose close, then it's just going to go off the rails and they're going to lose big. I'm not sure where I'm at with Idaho, though, because for whatever reason, sometimes you don't want to believe in them, but then sometimes they look really darn good because they do have about half a dozen players who are studs. So yeah. uh, they're, they're a team that you can't take lightly, but also a team that could implode per- perhaps more quickly than anybody else in the league. It's uh, it, We talked about this on the FCS Speculators podcast, but it's such an interesting dichotomy where they open their season playing in front of 100,000 people against Penn State, and now they're going to play in a high school stadium in you know a, an Oregon suburb against Portland State this weekend. There is no other team in the nation that's going to have that swing on their schedule for sure. Idaho will, and uh, you know we'll see if their players are able to find a way to get up for a game that they're playing you know in front of very few people at a high school uh, on Saturday at Portland State. Next team up. Idaho State. Idaho State has looked good. Idaho State has looked not as good. The Bengals also, to me, kind of a middle-of-the-road team right now. Upside, but they're not They're not there with the upper echelon of the big sky yet. They can score points. They're actually better against the inside run than I thought they were going to be after watching them against Montana. That's something that was never the case with Idaho State, and they have some really good D tackles, and they have two really good linebackers, too. I think that they've actually recruited well on defense. I thought physically they looked really good last weekend especially up the middle on their defense. So I think that, you know, we'll see. Last week, Montana thrashed Idaho State. But that could be because Montana's just really good. (laughs) Or it could be that Idaho State's not even close to as good as anybody thinks. Or it could just be one game. And it could just be one game. Right. I think Idaho State will be competitive. I think that they have a chance to win a couple league games. Uh but I agree, they're not they're not a, they're not a top half team yet. They they, they lost thirty one nothing to Utah, pretty good actually, all things considered. Then they lost thirteen six to Northern Iowa. Look, if you're going to be on a level in the FCS, that's you know that's a that's a great team to play, and you got to find a way to win. But it's a close game. They lost it. They handle Portland State. They get hammered by Montana tomorrow. Uh, going to be maybe one of the most like opponents that they will have had as they host North Dakota. The Fighting Hawks uh, headed to Pocatello tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock kickoff on that one. Northern Arizona, Coulter, another team that's kind of in that same Portland State, uh, uh, Idaho State range, it seems like. Maybe a little better, though? I mean, you got a quarterback, you got a chance. Their schedule is so fascinating, though, because they've only played really good or really bad teams. I mean, they played Arizona. You assume, them, you assume they're going to lose that game. Their other two... FBS or excuse me FCS losses are to number 10 Illinois State and number 7 Montana State. So they've lost two FCS games and an FBS game, two top 10 FCS games and an FBS game. Their wins are against Missouri State who's awful, worst team in the Missouri Valley Conference, Western New Mexico who's a division 2, yep. and Northern Colorado who's the worst team in the league. So I don't know. I, I don't right. know what to think of of NAU. We got to see them play somebody who's just, you know, an average Big Sky team before we can really gauge. But if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. And Case Cook is one of the better quarterbacks in this country. Well, it's going to be really interesting. They're on a bye tomorrow, and then they head to Weber State, uh, setting up well for Northern Arizona as far as coming off a bye, getting a full, you know, two weeks to get healthy. Watch Weber State tomorrow, you know, see if you can, you know, get glean something out of it against Southern Utah, and then uh, a chance in Ogden to play uh, the team that's right now ranked the the highest in the uh, Big Sky Conference. So we'll see that will that will be a tale telling game two weeks or one week from tomorrow. Northern Colorado. They're bad. Like I mean, they they got the win over Idaho. Okay, they're not. They're just it's, it's 
it's just bad. They're not a good team. And you just wonder when the message starts to completely fall on deaf ears because Ernest Collins had that thing going better than Northern Colorado's had it going during their Division One era. I mean, they had back-to-back winning seasons. They won four league games one year. And then when he got that contract extension, it kind of all, all just went out the window. And they don't have the money to fire him. And so he's going to be the coach for several years. And if you continue to lose and the message goes stale, then it just gets even worse. Because right. if you're untalented and at a disadvantage because of your resources and all the other things that Northern Colorado is at a disadvantage from, and then also you have a mutiny in the locker room, that's the worst situation you can have yeah. in college football. Uh, the last team here, they're not a conference team, but they are when they're playing. The conference teams are playing. If that makes sense, it doesn't. North Dakota, uh, they are 3-2 and two on the season. They beat Drake. They lost to North Dakota State. They beat Sam Houston State in a good win, a four-point win over Sam Houston State. Then they lost at Eastern Washington. But last week, a two-point win over UC Davis. This is a competitive team, and even though they're not vying for a Big Sky Conference championship, they are vying for a playoff spot, which would almost certainly be taken from a Big Sky Conference team if they were to get in so still a team that you certainly got to pay close attention to they have talent they're better on offense than people give them credit for nate Ketteringham, who used to be the starting quarterback at sac state is now there and that's something i think people forgot since they're not in the league anymore uh, but noah wadzak is a really good receiver he he's he's among one of the better receivers that this group of teams is going to play against and then james johannison is a really physical running back and on defense north dakota has been good since they joined the league and they continue to be good so they're going to be in the mix for a playoff spot down the stretch. They already have wins against two ranked teams. They beat Sam Houston State. They beat UC Davis. Their resume is pretty darn good already. Good stuff, Coulter. Appreciate it. That's your look around the big sky. Whip it around the big sky. SkylineSportsMT.com if you're looking for more. Uh, Whitney Morrison is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. She's on the best soccer team in the state of Montana as of right now, the Big Sky Eagles. Top of double A. Just won the city championship yesterday. She joins us. Right after this. Hey, I've been telling you, it's gutter cleaning season. You didn't know what happened in the seasons? Yes, it does. And it's right now. You got to go online, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. That's where you go. Cleaning your gutters is muck, mucky, dangerous, ugly, stinky, and potentially dangerous. Don't waste your time. Don't hurt yourself. Take your wife on a date. Take your husband on a date. However, you know, I don't know who's cleaning the gutters. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're the one. Maybe the gal's the one who's got to go up there and try to. Nobody should be doing it in the family, okay? Man, woman, child, none of them. Let Missoula Gutter Cleaning do it. They're insured. They're capable. They got all the tools. They got all the knowledge on how to do it. They're going to get this thing done, get it done for you well. You can do whatever you want with your time. I don't know. Watch some football. How about that? How does that sound? Pretty great. Get your estimate right now, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, and then... Once the job is done, you're going to get a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop as soon as the job is complete. Go online right now, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Don't risk it. Don't waste your time. Don't hurt yourself, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Colter, you ready to go on this thing? Good. For the first time in a generation, Sentinel and Hellgate will square off for the City Prep Football Championship on the line on Friday night. That's tonight at Missoula County Public Stadium. Hellgate has not defeated Sentinel in eight years. The last time Hellgate had a chance to win the city title came in 2011. The last time Sentinel faced Hellgate for the Garden City Bragging Rice with Big Sky was already eliminated. That came in 2002. The number three Spartans led by University of Montana commit Jackson Lee are 5-1 heading into the contest, including a 35-7 victory over Big Sky last week behind the stellar two-way play of Utah State basketball commit Raleigh Wooster. Hellgate jolted out to their first 3-0 start of the, uh, since 1987, but they have now lost two straight, although they remain in contention for their first city's title since 2003 in their first playoff verse of the 21st century. The Big Sky girls and the Hellgate boys soccer teams claimed the Missoula City titles Thursday afternoon. Big Sky senior Hannah Santa Maria scored the only goal of the match to lift the Eagles to a 1-0 win. She also has the greatest name in all of names. I mean, come on. How do you do better than that? The victory helps Big Sky take over the top spot in the Western AA standing. The Hellgate boys remain undefeated. They won 9-0. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. Broadcasting from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You want to find us on Twitter? At Gus Tutel, yours truly. At 102.9 ESPN, the station slash the show. And at Skyline Sports MT for your most best everything in the Big Sky Conference when it comes to sports up to the moment. We're also on uh, Instagram now, too, people. I want to see on Instagram. Instagram. Beautiful. Uh, so go check us out there. You can do that as well. It's time for our mattress firms. Oh, yes. Since I didn't contribute to the Sports Center yes. because I didn't have my sheet, and I don't know, I'm a failure at life. No, no. Montana no, State, not failing so. Montana State just now. Yes. Two seconds ago, announced they have succeeded in the largest athletic fundraising campaign in the university's history raising $18 million for the Bobcat Athletic Complex, in addition planned for the north end zone of Bobcat Stadium. The construction of the 40,000-square-foot addition will begin after the 2019 football season and is expected to open before the 2021 football season. So after Montana, as their gem of all gems in the Champion Center, Montana State, several years later, answers back, and the arms race in Montana and around the Big Sky Conference continues. It's on. Tell you what, they're pushing that timeline wait till the season's over one season and then it's going to be done that's i mean that's a heck of a lot of building to get done in that period of time so engineers and architects that's what yeah, Montana State ex- exactly right exactly right it's time for our match firm student of the week her name is whitney morrison she is a soccer player at big sky high school a senior there and uh, she has also been participating 
in uh, uh, Special Olympics and the soccer. They host a big a Special Olympics soccer tournament at Big Sky High School, which is very, very cool. Uh, if you go online to mattressfirmmt.com, there's a Montana Students tab. You click on that tab. You can submit your student, okay? You got a, a, a child, a niece, a nephew, a grandkid, or just a kid that you know that's working hard, competing, and giving back in some way. You can go on there and uh, and submit them, and at the end of the year, Mattress Firm will give them or give a one student, a student of the year, uh, a $3,000 scholarship. So fantastic. So here we go. Student of the week this week, Whitney Morrison. Well, we're happy to welcome in now a senior soccer player on the Big Sky High School girls soccer team, Whitney Morrison. She is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. Whitney, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing very well, thanks. Uh, maybe not as well as you, though. The Big Sky Girls soccer team rolling right now. First of all, one nothing win over Hellgate to uh, seal up the city title, so congratulations there. And right now, on the top of the standings in AA in general, that's outstanding. Thank you. What has been going well for you this season, you think? As you're a senior, you're playing your kind of final season. Why has it been working so well for the girls soccer team right now? Um, I think we're playing together as a team this year, and that's really helping us. Um, We have a motto. We like to say task over ego, and that's helped us a lot this season so far. What when you you you've been playing forward kind of leading into this season, but really maybe now a little bit more in the midfield. But you can move around quite a bit. You're very versatile as a soccer player. What what do you like to do the most though on the soccer field? Oh gosh, that's a tough question. Um, honestly, I think I like to distribute the ball the most to my teammates. And just try, you try and create assists, scoring lanes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's- mm-hmm. Well, I would say that's task over ego right there, Whitney. I mean, you know what I want. I just want to score the goal. Give me the glory, you know? (laughs) Um, You guys have another game coming up Tuesday, so certainly looking forward to that. And you also, Whitney, have been very uh, uh, involved in the Special Olympics, including uh, a Big Sky High School Special Olympics soccer camp, which makes sense. But how did you get involved with that? What inspired you to do that? Um, so my sister actually did it as her senior project as well. And then my best friend did it too, um, last year. And so I just thought it was a cool opportunity and I wanted to take that on this year. And what is it that, what specifically do you get to do with those kids when they come in for the camp? Um, so we get to have lunch with them and then we get to teach them drills like dribbling and shooting and all that. And then we get to give them awards at the end and sign the pictures of the team. Well, that's fantastic. Whitney Morrison, our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And Whitney, when you finish up high school, do you have any idea what you're going to do? Do you got any plans for the future? Um, I want to go to school in California, but I'm not really sure if that's going to happen. So right now I'm looking at the Air Force Academy or Utah State, and I'm potentially going to do track there. Oh, fantastic. And what do you like? What do you what are your favorite events? What are your best events in track? Probably triple jump and javelin. Yeah. Well, that would be that would be fantastic. Now, if you went to the Air Force Academy, do you have any idea what you'd be interested in within the Air Force? Oh, I'm not really sure. I mean, everyone wants to become a pilot if they go there, but I'm not sure if that's the path I want to take. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, 
you want to distribute the ball, maybe you don't want to be a pilot. You know, maybe you want to do something <laughs> else, something like that. Well, Whitney, we certainly yeah. appreciate the time. Congratulations on being the student of the week, and best of luck the rest of the season. It's going really well, and then, of course, into track uh, in the spring. Okay. Thank you so much. There you go, Whitney Morrison, Mattress Firm Student of the Week. Again, mattressfirmmt.com, and the, the, you get there, Montana Students is the tab. You click on that tab, you can submit your student for the, the Student of the Week. They'll be featured on SWX Montana Television, and then also right here on 2 Tell and one is uh, weekly, so we appreciate her time. We'll take a quick break. Chick who doesn't know sports, her dear friend Carolyn, back at it again. What she got for you? Find out after this. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. If it matters to Missoula, it matters to us. Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Giants circa 1992. None of this is legal anymore. Probably for the better. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You know what time it is. It's Friday, boys and girls, and you know what that means. The Missoula Winery and Event Center welcomes in our favorite segment of the week, Carolyn. Chick who doesn't know sports. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? I am so good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Outstanding. Is there a particular reason other than you're on the show? Well, I don't want to brag. Oh. <laughs> but she, yesterday. She felt her fame. Oh, I boy. got a little taste of fame, and I like it. Really? Yeah. A old uh, Colt yeah, over at yeah, Payne West. Yeah, Colt Palmer. Shout out to Colt if he's listening. He recognized. He's the first, last, and only listener that ever gets to actually see Carolyn in person. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So you were over there, you were at the place, and he uh, knew who you were because said, of this segment that you're said, doing. your voice sounds familiar. Are you the chick who doesn't know about sports? Wow, yes. And I said, yes, I am. You have, it's like, where's Waldo walking around Missoula trying to figure out who you are for I, these people? I don't even know if you can understand how big my head got after that. I bet. I was just pretty 
big for my britches yesterday. Well, just imagine how great Coulter and I think about ourselves now. Yeah. You know? I mean... The I, relentless I, hordes makes, coming after us, autographs and so now. on. It makes sense. Yeah. Egos, you want to die. Yeah. Oh, stop. Wow. Are you that kidding me? Dark. I just like being a byline. <laughs> this is your show. I just oh, participate. Right. We go to clients and I'm like, this is Coulter. Yeah. One of his fans. He's like, oh, stop. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Not me. Well, I'm glad uh, that you were recognized on the street, uh, that the voice was picked up, and yep. that you felt very, very good about that. And you are glowing. I, mean, I know. My it was Look just, at you. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> Well, one of the best days I've had. Besides, a like married and kids, right? That, you know. Besides my wedding day and my kids' births. Uh huh. Was was now? See, here's the thing: the dads go. The birth of my child was a great day. I'm not so sure it's a great day for the mom. Um, well, Seems I, like a pretty horrendous day. Maybe the day after the birth is a great day. It's a great. They were great days. Okay. Once, once you're once it's over, though, don't they say that you're like the most euphoric? Euphoria. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had C-section, feel? so I was just drugged Ooh. out, mm. laying there. Mm. So it was fine. Okay. It was all, right. all good. And okay. I lost. It was the quickest way I lost ten pounds. Oh in my, my life. gosh. Ayo. No. I mean, my goodness. What? Only, only you and your midnight real estate. Santa Monica, whatever, would sit here and go, you know, childbirth is a great weight loss program. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is. That's yeah. a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you have any sports for us today? Well, yes, I do. Okay. Our friend Dennis Rodman. Oh, is thank in the goodness. News. We just called this it the just, Dennis Rodman. It's the Rodman segment. Well, I yes. just thought like, every week you ask, and this week I have something. Great. I mean, I, I, you don't, but he brings up Dennis okay. Rodman. So apparently, there's some uh, issues with the with China and the NBA. Yeah, I've heard this. There's a, I guess, a tweet went out from the commissioner saying he was. I don't even know the story. Yeah, but I do know that Dennis Rodman would like to fix it. Well, good. I mean, he's already been uh, the ombudsman to North Korea, so right. why not throw China in there as well? Yeah. So he thinks that he can uh, fix. This whole situation. Okay. He uh, he's great friends with Trump. He's great fr- friends with Kim Jong Un. So why Certainly. not just go to China and and and, uh, and add whoever the Chinese president yeah, is, whose mend, name I don't know. I know his bridges. face. I don't know his name. Okay. I don't know either. But okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know why that. So, made me but, <laughs> <laughs> do you have something from Rodman specifically on this? Or are you just saying that he announced that he would like to take care There's of this nothing. issue? There's nothing. He just said, put me on a plane and I'll go fix this. Okay. And no one's reacted. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So okay. that's that's all I got. I all will right. keep you posted. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was D'Angelo Williams. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? Running back, former running back of the running Carolina back, Panthers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sir. He has sponsored 500 mammograms to honor his mother who died of breast cancer. Wow. So How about he, that? Uh, yeah. So he he wants to do it in every state eventually. Okay. But he is uh, donating mammograms. Well, good for I him. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a very nice uh, uh, gesture and a way to, uh, you know, re- remember yeah. the ones that you've yeah. lost while also trying to help, hopefully help and prevent something like that from happening to somebody else. So yeah. good for D'Angelo Williams. That's, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, that is made he, me happy. Is he, do, do you know what state he's doing this in? Is it in North Carolina or is it somewhere it's else? It's in North Carolina and then several other states he's okay. expanding. So okay. he's try, he wants to offer it in every state at some point. Yeah. And so far he's, he's sponsored 500 mammograms. Well, good for him. I know. 
So that's a good one. Okay. See? Um, (laughs) Finally found a positive story in there. Great. So a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I didn't like when people um, heckle. Yeah. I think it's rude. Here's what's so funny because (laughs) this is the most mom moment that you've ever had on the show. So you, you take on this ulterior sort of uh, persona at times, but now you can't, you're reverting to your true self where you're those hecklers. How could, how could they possibly come out and say such mean things? Yeah. I don't like it. Didn't you once upon a time heckle? Yes. I was young. I, I have said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am all time, if I might say it, oh. one of the great hecklers. Oh, I, I believe you. I, I've never, I shouldn't say this on the radio. Okay, don't then. I, I, Go ahead. I've never seen a student get tossed out of Dahlberg Arena. I got tossed out three <laughs> times in college. <laughs> three times. I mean. I did so much intense research. I'll never oh, forget yeah. it. I, Jason Harris, who's Sac State, I'll never forget him, from Sacramento State, he got two technicals got thrown out of the game because we got in his head so bad. See, that is very a, well done. That is a good heckler. Well, but but Carolyn hates them. Okay, I just think it's I think it's so rude. It's rude. Oh, Listen, it's rude. There's some heckling. It's fine. Like when I heckled a Rod when he was a rookie. <laughs> That's right. It was great. Yes. But heckling someone like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, like about their baby or whatever, or their children, I'm not down with There's that. certainly a yes. line. Yeah. I don't cross the line. Yeah. I'm just really good at the good stuff. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. So, um. P.K. Suban. Suban, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. The husband or husband-to-be. Husband-to-be okay. of um, of Lindsey Vaughn. Yes. How do you know that? Athletes, man. You kidding me? P.K. Suban, Lindsey Vaughn, it's a real thing. It's been for a couple years. Yeah. Well, Lindsey Vaughn and Tiger Woods. No, like no, no, ago. no. Come years on, bro. Years ago. He proposed with a beautiful sapphire ring, by the way. P.K. Suban and Lindsey Vaughn are, like, perfect for each other. I mean, these are a couple of winter sports people. Yep, they'll be at the Olympics oh, together. Oh, it's going to be great. Can yes. you imagine how intense it would be to be married to Lindsey Vaughn? Hey, or P.K. Subban! Right, but Lindsey Vaughn is like the alpha female there there is. I mean, she's like almost killed herself skiing like many times and keeps on coming back. I mean, every professional skier True. has pushed yes. that limit. Trust me, but I know. Most of them, oh, yeah. <laughs> most of them get one wreck or two wrecks and they learn. She's been doing it for like 15 years. I know. Years. Her whole body yeah. is basically like metal. Screws. Yeah. 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 Well, the... Okay, so um, anyway, sorry. That's okay. The... P.K. Mas- Subban. Yeah, so the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers mm. was really heckling P.K. Subban mm. and said that Lindsay could do better mm. pointing at himself. Mm. And that's a good one. It is a good one. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's there's room for heckling, I guess. That's well, cute. it's the mascot. What's the Flyers mascot? Because it's not the Philly fanatic, right? That's just for the Phillies. So I, I don't know even what the Flyers mascot is. but His name's Gritty. Gritty. You he, can do better with Gritty. He is. I don't know. What. I like that one. That's funny. Gritty? Well, no, no oh. the, the heckle. Yeah, it's cute. Okay, so you were you started this by saying I hate heckling. This is a real roller coaster. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Yes, I hate heckling. She's, she's turning into the famous people on Bravo. <laughs> she is emotionally unstable. Yeah. You got to describe dreams, goals. Listen, I'm saying there's room for some heckling. Okay, that was cute. I didn't mind that. I don't like you know mean things. That's cute. So because Lindsey Vaughn's not going for gritty. Let's face it. When you become famous, you open yourself up. You do. 
You, you get heckled all the time. I mean, time. don't start See, reading there, your Twitter threads, uh, there, Carolyn. I, I would say at least once a week year-round, there's a internet thread talking smack about me. What? How dare they? Just my writing, my takes. The other night. Here's the thing, though. Some guys were just going crazy on Twitter because we released a Speculators podcast, and they've been picking games on the big sky for five years oh, so to their 90 followers. Well, I hope they're listening to this because they straight went seven minutes on their podcast drunk talking smack about us. If you ever see me, turn the other way. That's all I got to say. Whoa, wow. Anyways, Carolyn, continue. Here's what Coulter doesn't know is I got like 14 burner accounts and all the smack <laughs> talking is just me. <laughs> um, I am a 43-year-old woman, so I assume I'm being talked smack about by my friends anyway, so. Coulter, isn't Coulter. this what we talked about off the air, not about you, Carolyn, but just what? in general about uh, what it's like to be a bat? You can never know. And just like if you were ever walking around in somebody else's, like, existence, not their right. body, but in their, like, actual what's going on and how bizarre it would be to have the thoughts assail you that you don't have and you don't even know that other people are having, this is what I'm talking like about. Like in that right Mel here. Gibson movie, What Women Want? Yeah, except no. No. Okay, well, that's what I was picturing. Okay. Uh, Sorry? I mean, yes, yeah, but Mel's still Mel in the movie. He's just hearing their thoughts. He's not actually being them. There's a very distinct difference here. Okay, well, this is taking a turn. What were we talk? What were you talking about? Gritty. No, but... Heckling. Oh, me? I was just saying... You're women, a mother, so what? Women talk smack about each other. I oh. guarantee you people have screenshotted my Facebook posts and I'm and, and in a group text. Like, she thinks she's so funny. That, see, you know what that is? You know what that is? You don't think it is? It's just arrogance. Like, just to assume that people are... Oh, they're probably talking about Oh, yeah. I'm a total narcissist. So, okay. <laughs> perfect oh sense. <laughs> Chicken doesn't know about sports. Brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. The tasting room is closed for the winter, but that doesn't mean you can't go there. You can go there. You just have to call in, schedule an appointment. You can still get an event out there. They're having a wedding out there this weekend. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, but uh, not just weddings, graduation parties, birthday parties, Christmas parties, whatever you want. Missoula Winery and Event Center. Just give them a call, and they will get you all scheduled up, whether you just want to taste Tattoo Girl wine or hold an event at their beautiful event center. The Chick Who Doesn't Know About Sports, presented by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks. Have a great weekend. I'll be I'll be out and about if my fans want to find me. Amazing. 12 for the 12s. Michael Sean Dugar. Let's talk some Seahawks next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 